Green Cows Don't Fly. And I'm once again here with John in the Green Room Cafe. Hi, John. Hello. We're here on a momentous occasion, aren't we? Momentous. And actually, before we had a very interesting conversation before we started recording, we were talking about dying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we thought we'd sort of get ourselves suitably up for the last episode. (laughs) Positive vibe and the cheerful mood and all that kind of thing. (laughs) The fun never starts here, does it? (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't make me wonder with this story sometimes. It kind of yeah. took ages to get going. Well, in a way, in a way, it's got to be good to have it finished, you know, because uh, oh, the fan, the fan will finally know what's happened. <laughs> the fan? The fan, yeah. The, the one person who likes it, you mean? <laughs> yeah, that, he'll, he, they love it. Yeah, uh, Brian. What are we going to do with Brian? Oh, Brian. What are we going to do with him? Have, we, have, we, have you told him? No, have you? God, we're going to have to tell him when he comes in. Gonna how, like that. Anyway, you? Brian, you're out of a job. <laughs> yeah. How are you for firing people? Um, yeah, I can do it easy. All right. Okay. Well, I think you know. I think congratulations. That's your job. I think. I'll kick him out. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him. We'll call you. Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> Better hope Cavonia have called him. Not jobs come in. Oh, he's well, in he's trouble. He's gonna need that anus now. That he's gonna be sick on his arse doing nothing. <laughs> Well, well, well. Then oh, they said God, they it? said we couldn't do it. <laughs> no, they were right. Is, no, they said we shouldn't do it. That's what they said. Didn't they? <laughs> hmm. uh, anyway, this is the last chapter. It is. And um, I have can't remember by the life of me because I had lurky. What happened last week? Ooh, um, something oh, something uh, Oh, yeah, they sang more or less, didn't they? They something did, they like sang that. more or less. What wasn't the, uh, there was a standoff on the beach, wasn't there, between the dragon herding army of King Floridars and the, the questers? It was all, That's right. And then they slipped into an alternate no, time, no, space and time, no, didn't they? they're doing that this time. <laughs> oh, they're slipping into an alternate thingy, majig. Uh, hmm. Giving the story yeah. away. Yeah, oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they're going to, yeah, there's all sorts of time. do something. Yeah, they'll do something and then something will happen and then something happens and then it ends. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Right, I think um, before we talk more nonsense, let's get Brian. Yeah. Um, I think I'll tell him after the reading that he's sacked. Yeah, I think think so. (laughs) Put even less emotion into his reading. (laughs) I think so. After the move, after the final move, we'll have to have a, a serious word with him, Okay. Okay, let's open the door and let him in. Here he comes. Shh, shh, shh. Say nothing. Ah, Brian, Brian, welcome. Hi, Brian. Welcome. Nice to see you again. I have a confession to make. Oh, yes. Hmm, okay. You know, when I started this job, I felt it was beneath me. No offense, you understand. None taken. Oh, we understand. But now, I have come to look forward to these sessions and meeting with you both. Oh, and we always look forward to seeing you too. I mean, you are the star of the show. Yep, you're the man, Brian. It can get rather lonely in the flat, days on end. How about you recite the complete works of Shakespeare to your neighbours? Yeah, that'd be a good idea. No, they're absolute peasants. They simply wouldn't appreciate it, I'm afraid. EastEnders is about their limit. Yes, I can honestly say... That doing this has become the highlight of my week. So much so, I'd be quite devastated if it came to an end. Anyway. (coughs) 
Chapter 25 The Last Bottle Right, says Grandolf, let's go to Mr. Singh's without delay. Ologia looks confused and asks, but as we are in a parallel dimension, does Mr. Singh's shop actually exist here as well? Ha ha ha, see, it was in the last episode. Grandolf nods. Yes, good point. Bob explains, he doesn't exist here. That's why we must uncloak. Crazel says, but, Bob, will we be visible when we uncloak? Afraid so, says Bob. Bollocks, says Grandolf. The situation is bollocks, not what Bob said. What Bob said is perfectly true. It's like we've stumbled into an episode of Star Trek here with all this cloaking and uncloaking. The uncloaking is slightly worrying. It is. Because <laughs> knowing then one of them is going to get that wrong and he's going to take clothes off. Yes, I'm or try to. Crazy well, yeah, or, or try, try to, to take someone to, else's try off. Try to disrobe someone. <laughs> This is unwelcome news. Once they're visible again, Fladas and his army will be able to spot them. Uh-oh. All is looking lost when Pristina has an idea. She says, what about if we all make our way over to that beach hut and huddle behind it? Then we uncloak out of sight and quickly nip over the road without being spotted. Grandolf looks at her with interest. You know, that just might work. Is that possible, Bob? He asks. Don't see why not, Bob ponders. Let's try it. For not to do so, means a world enslaved under the evil rule of Fladas. And before we know it, we'll all be speaking farcical. A fate too terrible to contemplate, says one of them, stating the now flippin' obvious they bunch up tightly, because an errant elbow or knee, or something, might poke out of the parallel dimension, giving the game away. Together, they slowly shuffle towards the beach hut. Naturally, and never want to miss an opportunity, Crazel moves in tightly behind Ologio as the questers stumble and bumble their way across the sand. Ouch, shouts Crazel. Ologia has punched him on the nose. She says. You just can't keep your hands to yourself, can you, you randy bastard? Well, let that be a lesson to you. So they're moving around with that cloak mm -hmm. on, right? Yeah. To go to the beach hut. Yeah. To uncloak. Yep. Why don't they just go in the cloak to Mr. Singh's shop and uncloak in the shop? I think where they are at the moment, they're standing amongst the dragon herders, but are invisible because they're in an mm. alternate dimension. So if they nipped out then, they'd just go, aha, there they are, get them. So they're going to hide behind a beach hut to get out so nobody can see them getting out and then scurrying across the road. Yeah, no, but why not into, King, into Singh's shop? Oh, it's so mean. much easier. Just don't bother with the uh, beach hut. Just go straight in the shop, cloaked yeah, that, yes, in that I universe. Yeah, <laughs> good idea, actually. I don't know sense at all, really. Who wrote this thing? I don't know. Bloody AI, I think. <laughs> Blood is pouring from Crazel's nose. He dabs at it with a hanky. Grandolf is getting irritated at their lack of focus, and says, there's no time for this kind of thing. 
We are saving the world here. Come on, he snaps. Progress is slow and there's a lot of jostling and stumbling, but somehow, they manage to make it behind the beach hut without their cover being blown. Fladas and the army are further down the beach just by the water's edge. They've lit campfires and are having a bit of lunch before planning their next move in their invasion strategy. Well, that's very civilized, a spot of lunch before you attack. We did bring a suitcase full of, um, snacks. Must we? Keeps the sugar level up. Okay, Bob. How do we uncloak? Says Grandolf. Bob traces the door in midair once again and they all go through. This is a critical moment, because if Flardas, or any of his army look in their direction, they will spot the questers. Luckily no one does, look, that is. Onwards to Sings, says Grandolf. There is no time to lose. Over the road, now. Careful, watch out, says Pristina. Out of nowhere, a phalanx of scooters is coming along the seafront road. There are hundreds of them, and it's only thanks to Pristina that the questers don't get mown down. Grandolf steps back off the road onto the curb. The leader of the scooter gang is wearing a long, leather overcoat and has bright, bleached blonde hair. He looks familiar, though Grandolf can't place him. He racks his brain, Grandolf, that is, but the closest name he can come up with, for the blonde-haired scooterist is Bing. He knows that's wrong, but there's no time to get hung up here. It's not important, anyway. The scooter gang is taking four ee ever to pass by, leaving the questers open to discovery by the enemy. I think he means forever to pass by. Oh yeah, they can't do sort of broken syllables, can he? No, uh, 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 ever. <laughs> that's like boots and That's why we hired him. Finally, the stragglers pass. But it's too late. A commotion breaks out down by the waterside. The scooter gang's numbers have made some of the army curious and they, the soldiers, that is, are looking towards the road. The questers' cover is now totally blown. Immediately, Fladas sends two hunting dragons hurtling towards the beach hut. They swoop down, breathing fire and gnashing their sharp razor-like teeth. Grandolf stabs them both, and that's that. They'll be doing no more menacing, the dragons, that is. Grandolf waves his questers on, shouting, have it on your toes, we have but moments to succeed in our task, cries Grandolf, leading the charger to Mr. Singh's shop. Onwards, into the shop. Now. They crash through the door, and land in a heap on the floor with Flardas and his army now in hot pursuit. Mr. Singh looks up from behind the counter. Would you believe it? He's serving a sodding customer who's buying rocks for 16 nephews and 12 nieces. And they're taking a bloody eternity to do it too. Look, says Grandolf, in his most polite voice, would you mind if we push in? We're in a frightful hurry. Just wait your turn, says the customer, 
Oh, please. This really is rather an emergency, continues Grandolf. Tough luck. I was here first. Just hold your horses a minute. Ooh, and can I have three of those lovely rainbow ones on the top shelf, says the customer, cleverly answering Grandolf but also Mr. Singh at the same time. The customer is a woman, by the way. Mr. Singh goes to get his little step-up thing he needs to reach the higher shelves. Grandolf's patience runs out. He stabs the woman. You know, as the chips have got more and more down, Grandolf's turned really bloody rogue, hasn't he? He stabs everything, it doesn't move. He's so stab-happy. <laughs> I'm quite shocked, really. I didn't think he had it in him. Mind you, queuing in a shop no. like that. Yeah, queuing in a shop like that. It's always the way. He's not very British from queuing patiently. Not when the world is at stake. No, exactly well. I think, you know, needs must in this case, isn't it? Yes, and I've got a hunch about this uh, woman buying sweets. Mm, yes, you never know. Mm, you never know. He, um, she could be there. To... Her yet. <laughs> or is she there procrastinating, trying to hold them up? All mm. might be revealed. Blood gushes from the wound and she collapses, grabbing at the counter for support. She falls to the floor in her death throes. Her blouse bursts open. She has four breasts. She takes her final breath and whispers, Damn you, Grandolf Smith. She gurgles as blood chokes her dying words. The questers yell in unison, It's Barbage the Third and Ologia says, Well, that's her fettled good and proper. They look at Barbage as she lies prostrate on the floor. As they do, she shapeshifts from a woman into a small woman-sized bright yellow dumpster. She's now dead for sure. And she's gone. Finally. And I knew she was going to be that. I mean, I knew that woman was going to be her. What, you knew intuitively or you read forward? Anyway, she's dead. Poor thing. She's turned from a dumpster back into a dumpster. Well, yeah, well, oh, it's, that's it. It's a like, four-boobed uh, bumpster. Bumpster? <laughs> dumpster. <laughs> a four-dum-dum-dum. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, there's one of the uh, one of the demons has been finally slain. Huzzah. We're getting somewhere. Maybe this yeah. is going to be a big finale with a big battle-epic ending. Could be. But then again... We didn't nothing, know Well, and nothing that's happened this far would give me any confidence in that. No. <laughs> Shall we see? Let's see. Terror grips Mr. Singh, who thinks he's next. He whimpers, please take everything in the till and all the rock you like. Grandolf pats him on the head. We don't want any of that. Do you know the whereabouts of the jigsaw of Zabadak? asks Grandolf. Yes, it's in my dining room on the table. Me and the missus have been doing it. We would have completed it last night, but one piece was missing, says Mr. Singh. This piece? Says Grandolf, holding up the piece that's also the talisman needed to defeat Flardas and destroy the fast hole. Well, gripping and all as this is, it also is rather... Convenient. Hum. Looks the right shape. Two lugs and one cut out. 
It's about the right size too, says Mr. Singh. Pristina says, lead us to it quickly. There is no time to lose. Grandolf does a happy dance, and Crazel slaps him on the back. It's a bad move as the talisman shoots out of Grandolf's hand and slides below the counter. Oh feck. What did you do that for, you daft melt? Roars Grandolf, then drops to the floor and scrabbles about under the counter, desperately trying to retrieve the talisman. But it's gone too far in. He draws his sword once again. Grandolf turns to Mr. Singh. I don't suppose you have the jigsaw set up on a big piece of hardboard by any chance, Grandolf asks. Yes, we do, says Mr. Singh. Fetch it. I hunt for the piece below the counter. Then bring the board in here, but be careful not to jostle it on a door frame or something. I need the puzzle complete, save for the one piece. Look lively good fellow, the future of us all is at stake. Blimey, lot to unpack there, where do you begin? I have no idea. Um, Very convenient, a lot of convenient stuff there. Yeah, but I have to say, I didn't actually expect the puzzle of Sabadak to be kind of a puzzle like that. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) And it's all nicely set up, just waiting for the final piece to be inserted. doing it. (laughs) If they can get the other bit back. And of course they lose the last puzzle piece. Had to. I'm keen to hear what happens. What about the daft melt thing? (laughs) That's not very Grandolfian, is it? No. In Ulfeck. Yeah, isn't fact, either. He's been reading sort of some sort of Irish Manchester-y type story. Are you story. sure you didn't type that in while no, I was looking? No, You added me. that. You so no, added that. I'm, you daft melt, you. <laughs> no, not me. I'm not a daft melt. This AI is a daft melt. Mr. Singh sets off to get the puzzle while Grandolf puts his sword below the counter and makes a circular sweeping action. And there, among a pile of dust, notes and coins is the golden talisman. Phew. Grandolf grabs it quickly as Mr. Singh returns to the shop, carefully carrying the hardboard with the jigsaw mounted on it. The shop bell rings. They all spin round. Fladas stands in the doorway with Glabadong drawn. He, Fladas that is, shouts. So near and yet so far, Smithy, Hand me the talisman if you'd be so kind, smirks Fladas. Just for insurance, the king grabs hold of Crazel and holds Glabadong to his throat, Crazel's throat, that is. No way, chum, says Grandolf. Fladas slits Crazel's throat. There's blood everywhere. Crazel takes a final breath and groans, thanks, a bunch, mate. He gurgles as he falls lifeless to the floor, his dying thought that he's not best pleased with Grandolf. Oh, bless Crazel. He's gone. Oh. Chicken's coming home to roost in this episode. Why? What do you well, mean? Well, just, you know, he's, he's had it coming to him as well, hasn't he? Bet you the just girls... He grew up a few, yeah, he did grow up a few people. <laughs> I think if, you could, if, we, if we could see Elogia, she'd probably be smiling at this point. <laughs> Stabbing him in the heart on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure but he's gone. 
Yeah, I would have expected a bit of a better death scene. Yeah. You know, Fabry's had a good one with their final breath and another final breath and another final breath. Yeah. Couldn't they he should. just have a, another grope and another grope and another could, grope? Yeah. Just well, grope for all time's sake, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grope till the end. Yeah. He sort of, sort of crawled across the floor on his hands and knees, got the Elogia's uh, knees and stretched his arms up in the air and then we went, uh, God. Yeah, and, and Barbage the third is um, dead on yeah. the floor anyway. You yeah. could just go up there and have a good old girl, all her four boots. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Heel over and die. Just <laughs> one final death oh, yeah, song. One, grope. Yeah, grope. Death grope, yeah. <laughs> In the gropes of death. In the gropes, yes, the gropes of death. Yes, the gropes of wrath. That's a film, isn't it? <laughs> a good band, the gropes of death. The gropes of death, yeah. Punk band, I see them. Like no, death say. metal. <laughs> death metal, you know, it could be either. Interchangeable. Depends what the audience was. Quick, Mr. Singh, commands Grandolf. Place the jigsaw on the counter. Then disaster strikes. Mr. Singh trips over his cat, Rocky, and the jigsaw goes flying. Pieces scatter all over the floor. Grandolf, the hero of all heroes, cannot place the talismanic final golden piece into the puzzle. Fladas, the nemesis of all nemeses, has won, and it's only a matter of time now until he overruns humanity, enslaving all forever. Ha ha, chortles Fladas, helping himself to three pieces of Mr. Singh's rock. He takes a bite of one then points it at Grandolf and says. Fool, did you really think you, a broken down old actor, could beat me? Not a hope. Grandolf and the questers are thoroughly miserable. There is nothing they can do. They have lost. Or have they? Deep down in his mind Grandolf gets a thought. I will use my telekinetic powers one last time. Shit or bust. Make the jigsaw reassemble on the counter, perfectly reformed but for the last piece. And as if by magic, that's exactly what happens. Well, shit, or bust the puzzle piece. Uh, the puzzle is back together, apart from that last piece. Yeah, and looks like they're going to do it. So they've had defeat, snatched from the jaws of death, snatched from the jaws of jaws. Do you think he's going to bring um, Crazel back with his superpowers? Can't see it, can you? No, I think he's quite happy to not have him back. Well, Aloja certainly is. Happy. I think you just conveniently forget about Crazel, wouldn't he? Well, at least we've got the puzzle piece, puzzle back together. Yeah, let's see what happens. All we need to do is um, insert the what's it? And Bob's your uncle. No, he's hologram. A e e e e e e e. Wales Flardas on seeing what's happening. Grandolf bounds to the counter, talisman in hand, as Flardas raises Glabberdong and swings it at Grandolf's neck. It misses Grandolf's neck because Grandolf has cleverly ducked in time. Fladas summons all his strength to land another mighty blow. But before he can land the second blow that is, Grandolf slots the talisman into the puzzle. Immediately, there is a mighty roar of wind and lightning flashes everywhere. Fladas and his army disintegrate before everyone's eyes. A bing bong, 
like an airport public address system chimes before a disembodied voice calls out. Spillage in aisle number four. Cleaner needed urgently, says the voice. Do you think AI could possibly be taking drugs? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but what a climax to a story. Spillage in aisle number four, please. Exactly. Where's that come from? <laughs> Copy LSD. I'm surprised we haven't had the woman with the piano. Do you remember her? Yeah, she she's probably she could be her. She by randomly. I'm surprised she hasn't <laughs> walked into this. It's the same sort of thing. There wasn't there somebody randomly in the filing cabinet as well at some point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there it's was a some... hidden meeting. Yeah. Fans of the show are going to see this as all as a hidden meaning. Yeah. You better come up with one find quickly. Find the code. <laughs> yeah, find the code and win a... Uh, win a... Uh, Nothing. A stick of rock. <laughs> And that's it. Flardas and the army of dragon herders have gone. And with them, so too has the hole. All destroyed forever. Against all the odds, the questers have pulled it off. They have saved all of humanity and everything else. With the sheer effort of destroying King Flardas and his gang forever, Grandolf feels totally spent. Ologia. Pristina and Bob are slapping him on the back. Smooth work, old timer, says Pristina. Great job, G-Man, says Ologia. Where's the loo? Says Hologram Bob. He's desperate to discharge some pixels. A gobsmacked Mr. Singh says. I will make us all a nice cup of tea. Grandolf looks up. That's very kind of you, Mr. Singh. But I don't suppose you'd have a bottle of blackcurrant wine tucked away for a special occasion? The end of the book, that is. Oh, the end. Well, the whole story. It's been emotional. Um, one thing. Mm. They didn't have a single thought for Crazel. No, he was gone. He was so... Gone and forgotten. <laughs> gone and forgotten. <laughs> Grabbing the people in heaven. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even pick him up, did they? He's probably still lying there in Mr. Singh's shop. They're all having tea. Yeah, that's true. No, not tea, blackcurrant wine. <laughs> oh, blackcurrant wine, yeah, blackcurrant wine, yeah. And he's now in heaven um, groping mm. the cherubs. <laughs> yeah. And Bobby's stuck on earth, now with the farce hole gone. He can't go home. God. Poor thing. What's he going to do? He's going to have to assume an ad- identity and live some kind of a duplicitous life here on earth. He's probably just going to live with Grandolf as his pet or something. Well, not pet, but as his, as his own personal hologram. Yeah, or he could be the seller man. Grandolf could sort of employ, employ him as a seller man. Do you think there'll be a, a, there'll be a, a sequel? Where there, prob- there better be. try and take Bob back. There could be. That, that could be the new show. You know, you'll have to write but in and tell need, us. We need to do something new, don't we? And, we do, um, yes. We need to decide what we're going to do, which we, we do, haven't yeah. yet. <laughs> We may have, you know, we're still having the show. God knows what's going to happen in the interim, but we've got plans for a new show. And we've got the book coming out soon with the um, with the actual story. Yep, you can read it. But we have a lot of extras in it, so you'll get a lot more than what you've heard here. Extra scenes, cut scenes from the cutting room floor, perhaps. Think of it that way. And we threw in a few, um, what shall I call them, illustrations here and there. Yes, we've got a top illustrator, no expense spared. <laughs> 
So look out, that's going to be coming out in the very next few weeks, actually. Available where you can uh, buy books. Well, not your local online, bookshop. Online, online, online. Online, yes. E-book, e-book, e-bagum book. Aye. I think we should do a physical copy as well. So oh, people we will do, yeah, yes, you can Come get, and yes. see us for conventions and get it signed. Yeah. <laughs> The grand old convention. Yes, you can. Uh, We were hiring. uh, Have you? How's the book in at the O2 coming? Have you got that sorted out yet? Sorry, the what? The O2. Have you booked it yet? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Happy to have us. (laughs) Grandolf first coming next summer. So dress up as Grandolf or as um, Elogia with your ratly arm, (laughs) and uh, come and see us and we sign the book. (laughs) Yeah, win a free copy of the book. I mean, that's worth. Got to be worth that kind of effort, isn't it? Keep in touch on social media because that's we're going to have all the news out about the new show and about the book and when it's coming out. So follow us on the Twitter and on Instagram. And um, where else are we? Facebook and TikTok. Facebook, yeah. And TikTok, yeah. And we've just started TikToking. So follow us on there and you'll get progress on the book. Yes. And, and then, um, of course, buy the book. Buy the book. Yeah. And we're sort what of else not... do we need to? So, well, sorry, go well, on, I'll cut I you don't... off. No, you didn't. I think, I think that's about it, you know. It's been, end, you know, it's been a blast. It's been a blast, I say so. <laughs> <laughs> well then, Brian, thank you very much for all your um, hard work. It's been a pleasure, even though I don't normally work with amateurs. Wow, praise indeed. And um, of course the check is in the post. And um, yes, we'll, um, we'll keep your CV on file. And you're in luck. I shall be free for your next project. When do we begin recording? Will there be rehearsals this time? We'll ring you. and um, So don't call us, we'll call you. And uh, talking of calls, I've got a call of nature. I'm just going to have to go to the loo. Yeah, and I've just got to go and check my car. Just sit tight, Brian. What's keeping them? Have they gone? Oi, John... B Bastards.